cool, man. Well, hey, cheers, Trevor. Cheers, dude. Thank you so much for the time and the brew. Nice little stop off here at uh, Ozfest meets Nodfest amongst the uh, the new tour for the new album and support. But is it fun to do this a little nice holiday off? adventure? Yeah, yeah that's cool, man. They uh, treat you great here. Obviously, we're surrounded. You can't hear the amenities, guys, but they're here. <laughs> we're in a nice little trailer just for us, eating some salsa, having some Coronas. The day is done. Donuts were made. Time to party now. It's time to party. Let's talk a little bit about Nightbringers, a new album. Kind of a two-parter as far as recording for you, right? It was kind of done in, in one chunk. And uh, then yeah, another. it's. A, I think just time-wise, it was a little more segmented than other records we've done, but this is the kind of process we've been doing where we'll have our old bass player come to town. You know, when he was in the band, Bart, his engineer skills were an awesome thing to have, so we basically kept him as the sixth member of the band when he you know wanted to go off tour. And he's there, he tracked the drums, he tracked the guitars, the rhythms, and the bass. You know, the guy that mixes it always gets the glory and the credit, you know, and that's right. Jacob Hansen. And, you know, it sounds awesome, the end result is awesome, but Bart put in a lot of uh, a lot of elbow grease on that one. But yeah, it was a little more segmented time-wise than before, a little more spread out schedule-wise. The writing process itself was really quick. I don't know, there was just a lot of excitement from all parties, I think, and having Brandon come into the fold and being the shredder that he is. And he brought well, a lot of... Blood. Oh, yeah, you know, like, he brought, first and foremost, the energy on stage. You know, we'd been touring with him for about a year before we made the record together. Oh, so he was integrated, like, yeah, for sure. Of the band oh, for sure. Stuff. You know, we play a lot of shows in a year and do a lot of stuff, so... I mean, I'm sure you'd never want a lineup change, but ideally, right. if you were going to do oh, it, I mean, we tour to first sh- yeah. and then make right. an album. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, he's really young, but he's a super, super professional and uh you know he's the most musically inclined member that we've ever had you know he knows his way around uh, a guitar for sure and uh we didn't expect that he was going to come and write a bunch of songs he wrote four out of the nine for the album so that was just like an awesome thing to see that we have this other creative party coming in where ryan too wrote songs you know before he stepped down yeah i think he inspired us all man to take it what we do to a new level you know even brian being the uh heart and soul you know songwriter last word in the band right you know i think got a shot in the arm from him too you know his presence and yeah man it's a really exciting proud moment for us this record and uh, to see it doing so well is insane in these times you know that (laughs) yeah of course but i props to you like i read some stat about like the biggest pre-order direct-to-fan yeah in that late history yeah yeah and um you know we have some really impressive peers on on the label too so that's no small feat man so just a huge honor you know it's been an honor to be with metal blade this entire time we've been one of their priorities you know luckily since day one they saw i think a real hunger in our band and you know we're always putting a lot of um, muscle behind us so it's been an awesome relationship looks like it from the outside you know uh, i feel bad for so many of our friends and other bands that have to change labels so many times during the course of their career. I can't imagine like having to let people in on that trust level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so we've been very, very fortunate. Have you finished Brian's book? I read you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, I actually did a little press out in New York with him. Uh, I was on this panel with him and uh, Richard Christie Brian, and some guys from um, that metal show. It was, you know, a huge honor for me to be a part of that and to be like the mouthpiece for uh, one of the bands on the label, basically, to be there during these talking sessions. Was there anything in the book that surprised you? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, actually, um, just on how he had his hands in everything in the beginning. You know, he's on the radio. He's promoting shows. 
he's getting his shit together to do the first Metal Massacre comp, like, all at the same time, and working at a record store and ordering all the shit for it. Out of his mom's basement. <laughs> yeah, just, like, a ridiculous amount of shit, and it's just so diehard, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was all sacrifice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just impressive. Obviously, he's a driven person to be where he is and to have this huge fucking empire, and, you know, I respect the shit out of him, but there was some surprises in that book just to see how, well, just to see how humble he is, you know what I mean? He doesn't talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But He's a real soft-spoken guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He definitely is. I always treasure when I get a couple minutes with him. Yeah, but. yeah, he's he's really fucking cool, though, man, I gotta say, and he's always like this, obviously, and we, we consider those guys family. I wish the relationship we have with Metal Blade on anyone out there that's getting with the label, but... I was gonna ask, <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he a little bit of a Yoda to you? Kind of, I mean, yes, yes and no, man. You know, I think that he, like, sees a little bit of himself in me, you know, like, at least when I first was joining up and we were first coming on the label, this nerdy kid, glasses, just total diehard, wanted to hear every single band and, you know, was kind of like a rain man for that kind of shit, you know what I mean? You know, obviously we learned tons from those guys, tons from him. He's been through it all, you know, he was there since day one. Yeah. I want to pick your brain about a couple of things where you talk sure. about being a metal encyclopedia. But one other thing I wanted to bring up, too, um, I thought was really cool was this past summer, I think it was Summer Slaughter, and doing Nocturnal in its entirety, which is that probably is my favorite probably my favorite album. That's cool. That's a lot of people's favorite. That's a lot of people's first, I think, too. Yeah. And uh, that was a really huge time. And this Summer Slaughter was the 10-year anniversary of the first time we ever did it, which was on Nocturnal and was new. So it was really cool to kind of come full circle. Ten years later, we have a stronger lineup than ever. I think just hearing the album, like, through, for me, was really nostalgic and powerful and cool and just reminded me, I don't know, just how much, you know, like, this has been a blur. You know, we've been constantly on tour. We never relented. We never stopped. So just to kind of, like, focus on one era and kind of relive that for a while was really cool the fans loved it and was there any track that you're like maybe second time around kind of like oh this track is better than i thought kind of like, yeah and i think it was having the right players there too you know what i mean you know it's one thing to cut stuff to a tape you know you have to be able to play it and uh we we hold a pretty high standard for ourselves so i mean but uh hearing the song sound like perfect you know alan is a really talented drummer he's super groovy and it's just the lineup is just I'm so proud of these guys. I'm so honored to, to sing over. I feel like I'm huffing up their music. <laughs> is that, Honestly. Is, is that something you're going to maybe continue to do? Like as, as you get deeper into your career, like more of these album anniversaries and stuff? Maybe someday, man. But for right now, it's already excited too many people to kind of be asking for all the other albums. Putting out an album every two years, you can't do an anniversary for every album anniversary that rolls you're gonna around. You're going to run into a bud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we'll start having... Um, you know, one retro tour year and the regular new tour. Right. Then we'll get to where there's two retro tours anniversaries because we're always doing it on the, you know the odd year. So um, yeah, we can't play that game. We're not the Scorpions. It's not Scorpions time it's yet. It's not time for that. It's yet. not time for that. That was just a one. It's not off. time to re- to rest on our laurels. <laughs> you know what I mean of of the past. And for for us as a band, it's way more exciting to play new stuff. I feel like as we've gotten older, we've been able to write better songs and you know, fully realize ideas more like, to a higher power than when we were young. So even to play him on stage is like, um, it's more cathartic, it's more satisfying, even if it's harder, you know what I mean? And there's something about the challenge of, you know, this music, I, I, it's it's sadomasochistic, basically, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're playing the most Olympic kind of shit out there, it, it physically is trying to do it. At the end of it, you're just like, whew, wipe your sweaty brow, you're like, I, I gave everything I had, I'm an empty potato 
chip right now of a person. Somehow you just want to do it again. I don't know why. <laughs> when you when we can play, you know, some kind of nice music. Which I like nice music too, as much as the next guy. I like all kinds of music. Music is amazing. But um man, that would be fun. Go out there, play a few notes, dance. Well they don't mosh, so how do you tell if they're happy? Well they just look happy. They're swinging their hips. Yeah, yeah, they're dancing, they're kissing their lady friends. Yeah. Is there a favorite off the new album you're enjoying playing live? Yeah, I really like playing the opening song, Widowmaker. Uh, that was the last song we wrote for the album. Yeah, it comes across really nice live. Um, and what exactly is a Nightbringer, by the way? It's uh, it's one of us. It's a metalhead. It's someone okay. who's been awakened to the underground, to the secret world of praising evil, basically. You know, it's like a, a, a willingness to be the villain, to know you're the villain of um, Christianity and the norm and all that kind of stuff. And you know, that's what metal is. It's a rebellious music. So let me pick your brain about a couple other things. Sure. Your band, you being a music fan, we're all nerds of this music. Yeah, that's For the great sure. thing about it. Obviously, with it being not fest today, remind me back, take me back to when you first heard Slipknot and kind of your first impression and what you thought of them. I heard them from a cassette single, and it had two songs that were going to be on the the self title that was coming out on Roadrunner. I, I used to always check for the free tapes at the record store, yep. you know, on the way out. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And, you know, I was dabbling in new metal at the time. Um, all the, the classics that were coming out then, you know, Korn, obviously, was right. the first Korn record I really liked um, as a kid. And uh, Rage, of course, I guess you could say is new metal-esque or whatever. Yeah. That was a big thing at the time. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was heavy as shit, man. Do you have a favorite song? You had to pick one? Maybe, like, I'd, I try to, like, to get, because I'm the radio guy, like, maybe one hit and one kind of deep cut. Oh, word. I don't know if I know any super deep cuts from them, but, uh... Um, okay, or just you the know, one that one... an awesome song. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone likes that one. But it's killer. I think that was really the first song I heard from them repeatedly, you know what I mean? Right. And I was like, wow, cool. they got something going on here. <laughs> let me get let me get your, your input on a couple other ones. One that uh, has been a little bit of a therapy for me, and I, I can't wait to get your take on it, but I've been on a uh, mission to re-express my love. I fell in love with this band and fell out of love, and I've fallen back in love with them, and I'm talking about the Mighty Metallica. Right on. I kind of fell in love with them as a kid, like we oh, all dude, did. They were, they were my first metal band, actually. What was the, the first? It was the Black Album, and it Black. was it was everywhere. I was was 10, 9, 10, you know? Um, I wanted to go in that direction. I'd already heard, like, Nirvana and stuff and, you know, starting to get into... Heavier. You know, like, uh, the glam was going away. I liked that, right. too, but that was going away. And uh, all this ugly music, you know, like, real kind of music started surfacing. And Metallica, I don't know, I just loved it, man. I loved all the singles and... Then I dove into the catalog, you know what I mean? And, I mean, they're still one of my favorite bands ever and one of the most incredible. But I hear what you're saying. I really, um, I think the new one's got some really yeah. classic jams on it and some really strong stuff and uh, definitely kind of renewed things for me yeah. with them, too. And, and then seeing them live. Seeing right. Them, oh, the they're summer still tour. so good live. Yeah, wow. and that really, like, between the album being really good and then seeing them live on the uh -huh. summer run, they did play right. the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And it was like, I caught them oh, a, a couple yes. of years back in, like, a summer scenario at a huge fest and UK and more people than I've ever seen. I felt like I was walking miles towards Metallica. You know what yeah. I mean? Give me some jams. Give me the radio hit, the, the deep cut. Oh, for Metallica? Radio hit? I still like Sabbath True and uh, Wherever I May Roam. What do you like about those songs? Uh, they're just, I know the classic, you know. Uh, Wherever I May Roam uh, speaks to me a lot. The, the lyric is very poetic about um, tour life and about kind of growing up in a strange isolation that you're in when you're in a band. 
but uh, amongst all these this sea of people too right. you know what I mean and uh, it's like being alone in a crowd kind of right you know as a kid I didn't really get the weight of those lyrics you know what I mean until like I was living it Older. you know what I mean so I really especially like that song a lot and sad but true I think it's just so chunky and heavy and just mean dude and uh, iconic, dude. I think that, you know, like, uh, and there's Sandman's great, great opener. I've heard it enough times, I think, for the rest yeah. of my life. Nothing personal. Yeah. It's a great song. <laughs> and uh, that was the exact first thing I heard by them, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, seeing the video, and I was nine or ten, dude. It was crushed my world. <laughs> I would have thought for you it would have been Justice, because you've always kind of mocked Justice is it my just. favorite. Justice is my favorite, and that's where my deep cuts are going to come from. Okay, which, and the more what I'm, I mean, that's my favorite record for sure. Even with no bass, what are they going to do right now? They're kind of like alluding to that they're going to like remix it. Maybe yeah. there's been a lot of press about it. Yeah, I hope they don't at this point. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to think about it. You know, I've even like heard that weird bootleg version where someone like yeah, laid yeah. bass over it perfectly with the tabs and right. You know, the cymbal chokes sound tough with bass and stuff. You know, that's cool. But like, but like you said, you've heard it so many times. It's ingrained, you know. But anyway, um, I love. The title track, second yeah. song. It's probably my favorite Metallica song. The whole thing is great, dude. Dyer's Eve, dude. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. See ya. Pulls at your heartstrings, dude. And you can tell it's so real. And, you know, the dude had a fucked up childhood experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Appreciate all the time. Let me get you a couple couple other ones real quick. Kind of stepping out of the, the spectrum, which I wouldn't sure. normally do. But I know you're an open book. And I know yeah. you're an opinionated guy and have thoughts and feelings on everything. So we all know the big four. Yep. So I've been working on, I'm a radio guy, you remember here. So I've been working on kind of the next generation, the next one. And I've come up with the flannel five. We're talking Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Yeah, I think that's pretty much perfect right there. That um, represents a huge chunk of what brought me into heavy music and uh, got me interested in it. And... Um, I still love all those bands. Nirvana is my absolute favorite. They would they be were, your number one out yeah, of that Yeah, they were like, um, I used to play the tape. I got the CD for my dad, and I was like really wrestling with myself. Like, I knew he liked the song, for sure. I came on the radio a few times, so like, yeah, this rocks. <laughs> so, you know, it was in CDs, came in the long box. Yes. And I'm like, I'm buying my dad a really big baby dick on a CD right now. I'm nine or ten. Right. You know, I'm nine, probably. Like, I'm buying my dad the CD with a baby's dick on it. And I'm in a little bit of a conundrum, it felt like. But it went over great. He loved it. We listened to it all the time. I remember playing it like out of a karaoke machine in my room. That's <laughs> great sound, kids. <laughs> give me give me your pick. Um, Drain You is my favorite. Yes. That song is just so catchy. But not necessarily a hit. So I'd no, no, no. That more like the deep cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your hit out of the ones. Um, like, like the In Bloom and then Teen Spirit. Uh, I think In Bloom's probably my favorite. That's a really great song. Um, Teen Spirit, again, is at that, that level of Inner Sandman where I've heard it so many times where I'm just good. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's still an amazing song. It changed the world. Overnight changed everything, basically. People were like, whoa, man. All this hair metal just kind of got the flame got snuffed yes. right then, dude. I love it, man. Let me get you one, two more here. I feel good about the flannel five, and everyone seems to like that. And I'm, I'm starting to look ahead. I'm not quite there yet, but maybe you could kind of help me put together the next one. And I'm thinking, just having some fun and sit around and drink beers with friends and come up with this stuff and nerd out over music. Uh -huh. I'm thinking the new metal six pack. I've got five solids. I'm kind of need some help on the last one. Limp Biscuit, yep. Rage, yep. Corn, Lincoln Park, yep. Slipknot. That's the solid five. The six I'm having trouble with. Do we go? 
Disturb, Papa Roach, Seven Dust, System of a Down. I wanted to say no to all of them, but System of a Down, I think, may, might deserve that spot. You know what I mean? I think they're like a really That's important kind of moment. Consen- a consen- really consen- important identity in that whole thing. Kind of like transcended it, you know what I mean? Because they were so good. And so, yeah, I can feel that. I think I think you covered all the bases there. And I think to give it to Disturb is like too much credit. <laughs> that whole like more Yarly era of new metal, I think that's got to stay in the second tier. Okay, okay. So who would be your pick, though? Would they be your system? Be your pick? Um, out of that, no, it's corn. First corn record. See you later. When I was a young douchebag, it was um, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that first album you can't <laughs> go wrong with. Cope. All right, so corn, corn first album. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's my shit. Last one, and I'll let you go. Okay, sure. Um, one thing I always rail about on the radio that I miss is movie and soundtracks. I think music and, and soundtracks is like peanut butter and, be- and jelly going yeah. together. Yeah, and uh, back in the day, there were so many good ones, metal ones. Like, like even the best example, T2. GNR, yep. You Can yep. Be Mine. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I miss those days. Demon Knight soundtrack. Judgment Night soundtrack. Judgment. See ya. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's awesome. I think I played Onyx and Biohazard the other day, actually. Nice. And, it, you know, if you don't know the premise out there, kids, the Judgment Night soundtrack was metal bands teaming up with rap groups way before, was like, well, just before new metal was, like, coming to be, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those ideas were getting there, like, post-Anthrax, Public Enemy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you had Helmet House of Pain. That was a great song. Slayer and Ice-T. That was great. Uh, Cypress Hill and Pearl Jam. Um, Run DMC. I forget who they were with, but Sonic Youth, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I know they're on there somewhere. Uh, Biohazard, you said? Yes, Biohazard and Onyx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the, the, the Judgment Night theme song. <laughs> awesome. Hardest nails. Uh, what else? Good soundtracks. But about everything with Megadeth on it for sure. I was always hunting Megadeth B sides, and they had a lot of great soundtracks. Were they songs. your favorite of the? Big oh, four? they they were. You know, Metallica was my ushering into it, but Megadeth was my first like Gonzo moment in metal. Where I was like, this is my entire life now, and I was drawing pictures of Dave Mustaine's face like painstakingly every day, and <laughs> I could still draw a Megadeth logo or Vic with my left hand if you want, or just like it's just like ingrained in me. Give me give me your Megadeth album. What's the numeral? Uh, well, it's definitely. Rust, um, but only by a hair for me. Countdown was my actual first, and I love how tough it is, how ballsy it is. It's not as all-out thrash, but um, it's really muscular and just pissed, and his voice was like in his absolute prime on that record. Um, just every song is great, every chorus is great. If you want to go deep cuts on Countdown, Ashes in Your Mouth, last song, that's Megadeth song, period. Did they play it? No. No. You know, that's how it goes. Do we play the right songs? I don't know. <laughs> how will I ever know? You won't. You can't please everybody. You can't know. You can't know if you're playing the right songs. <laughs> you're never going to please every right. every fan anyway. No, so no, exactly. Point. You try to you average it out. <laughs> I, I would say, just talking about that album, Countdown, people always like, oh, if you were like a baseball player, what would your walk-up song be? And I'm always like, Sweating Bullets. Yeah, that'd be good. Sweating Bullets is a great song. Um... This was my life as another deep cut. That'd be a banging like wrestling yeah, song. Walk out I love the judge in that in the beginning. Yeah, let's do it with you. Your ass is mine. That's the prison song. That's the shit. Love that one. It took me about twenty years to realize he says man pussy in that song. He does. Yeah, he's like, before he got there, his man pussy was sold. It was sold. <laughs> uh, uh, 
we'll leave it on that, right? Yeah, we'll leave it on that. 